When you're finished listening to today's episode, make sure you check out the Peacock and Williamson podcast. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked on the Washington football team with the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm your host, David Harrison, on Twitter at DHarrison82. My co-host, Chris Russell, on Twitter at Russellmania621 is off for today's episode. Guys, we are going to continue our look at the division, the NFC East, as we continue our crossover series. Patricia Trana from the Locked On New York Giants podcast joined us on Monday here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Gino Camilleri, one of the hosts of the Locked On Eagles podcast on Twitter at GC underscore 24 football. Just like the other crossover episodes, guys, uh, you can, you'll can you be able to link his Twitter account in the show description. So make sure you go down there, give him a follow. Like I always say, if you want to be the best and the most intelligent Washington football team fan, you've got to know this team's closest enemies inside and out. And the Eagles are certainly one of those Gino also fills another a whole slew of other football related roles so trust me a good follow to have on Twitter if you don't already Gino welcome to the show how's your offseason Ben how excited are you for this 2021 season hey David I appreciate the intro there and yeah follow me at GC24 underscore football on Twitter or at Lockdown Birds but the offseason's been going great honestly David this newfound rejuvenation, I would say, in this team under Nick Sariani has been something that both Lou and I and the show have really expressed gratitude towards because they're moving away from just handing out jobs to these veterans that they've had under this quote-unquote Super Bowl core that they had from 2017 until now. And a lot of those guys have made their way off the team outside of a few standalone, I would say, cement pieces in Lane Johnson, Brandon Graham, Uh, Brandon Brooks, Jason Kelsey, it's starting to get into now a who is the best player to play on Sunday type of competitive atmosphere in Philadelphia. Something we haven't seen in the last five years and maybe since the early days of Chip Kelly. So it's it's now exciting to kind of scout this roster. And like you said before the show, scout the rosters around the division to see how this team is growing in comparison to the teams around them. Because the way you get to the playoffs is winning your division. You draft to beat your division. And Lou and I keep saying this is going to be like, maybe now we have to change the way we say it because the Big 12 has lost two teams, but a Big 12 type of division where you see a lot of points scored with some young kind of upcoming offenses in Dallas and the Giants and Washington. I'm scared to death of what they have in their offensive repertoire as well as their defense, which we know is the backbone to that team. Yeah, a lot a lot of upgrades going on here in the nation's capital and fans are very excited, uh, but Eagles fans are always excited. Every year is going to be the year and that's one of the things you have to love and sometimes hate about Eagles fans. Of course, uh, a lot of storylines going on with Philadelphia Eagles right now and I like that you rattled off a whole lot of names there. None of them were Carson Wentz, uh, but a lot of fans obviously outside of Philadelphia, Carson Wentz is the big story, him leaving Jalen Hurts taking over or maybe Deshaun Watson taking over. Obviously, I do want to talk about that, but I wanted to kind of get more uh deeper into what you were just talking about and what is if you had to if you had to isolate one i know there's a lot so if you had to isolate one top storyline going on with the eagles and the guys who are in the building 
right now, not worrying about the guys that left or who might be coming, but the guys on the field during training camp, which storyline do you have your, your focus on the most? It might not sound the flashiest or the most interesting to talk about, the most, I would say, clickbaity, but in Philadelphia, there is a true competition going on at the left tackle position between Andre Dillard, who is a former first-round pick of the team, and Jordan Maialata, who is a former rugby player, but our offensive lines coach is, I would say, his Michelangelo. Jeff Stoutland has got this guy from a rugby player into a legitimate prospect at left tackle. And in Philly, for the last 20 years, we've only had two guys in Trey Thomas and Jason Peters compete for that role. And they Mm -hmm. did that for two decades. So now we're sitting here talking about something that we haven't had since VHS tapes were prominent. We have a (laughs) legit competition between two individuals who are in the third and fourth years of their career. My lot of might actually be in his fifth year, if I'm not mistaken, he's been around forever and he's only 24. And even in his rookie year, he got praised from guys like Brian Baldinger. He was a fresh ball of clay that you can mold into a position where it's hard to train, uh, give a new dog, an old dog, new tricks. So to have a player with the upside of being six foot seven, a former rugby player who has all the athleticism in the world moves like a running back. He is a guy that right now out of all the beat reporters reports is taking the lead at that competition Hmm. and having a left tackle is the most important position on the offense outside of your quarterback, especially when it's a young quarterback and Jalen hurts. If he's on the run, a majority of the time and he can't just sit back in the pocket and make decisions. It's going to be tough to evaluate one, your offensive line two how the running game reacts to that. And three, mm-hmm. it's going to be impossible to evaluate your young quarterback and Jalen hurts who these next, these first 10 games, I would say would complete a year long evaluation that we had since he came in against green Bay this season. So we need that left tackle position to be shored up. There is a lot of praise and promise from Jordan Maialata in camp. Andre Dillard is giving him a little bit of competition, but it looks like the Australian has the hand up there. And I know it's not the most exciting position to talk about, but here in Philly, we really haven't had to address it since Bill Clinton was in office almost. Today's episode of the Locked on Washington football team podcast brought to you by BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs. Before the next contest, head to BetOnline.ag and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. Again, head to BetOnline.ag, sign up today, and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code Locked On. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Gino Camilleri on Twitter at GC underscore 24 football. One of the hosts of the Locked On Eagles podcast joining us here at the Locked On Washington football team podcast to fill everybody in on everything going on Philadelphia Eagles 
Uh, great conversation about the left tackle position. You mentioned it, second best or second most important position on the field, of course, following quarterback. And uh, I wanted to stay away from it there at the top for the top storyline, but we do need to dive into it just because mm -hmm. fans outside of Philadelphia are obviously going to be interested uh, to get your thoughts on Wentz, Hertz, and even Watson. So first, let's start with the beginning. Carson Wentz, uh, you know, I don't want to call it a breakdown in Philadelphia, but, you know, eventually getting to the point where he... Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Was MVP caliber, and now all of a sudden he's getting shipped out uh, to Indianapolis. He's got his own issues going on over there, obviously, now. But then Jalen Hurts steps in, like you mentioned, last season, at the end of last season, to become the new starting quarterback. What were your thoughts surrounding the Carson Wentz situation as it was kind of deteriorating there during the trade? And then do you think Jalen Hurts is really ready to take over as a starting quarterback in the National Football League? I'm glad that you added that second point to this whole conversation because I think that's the ultimate goal of finding out who Jalen Hurts is. But addressing Carson Wentz at first, Howie Roseman now looks like the smartest man in Philadelphia. He got out from Enron before the whole scandal happened. I, if you would put it in that sort of a sense where Carson Wentz, we knew he was a player who could have this unbelievable ceiling in an MVP-esque season, which we saw in 2017. But at the other side of it, he is a guy who has now gone through four different injuries since he's been in the National Football League. Mm -hmm. uh, an MCL, ACL tear in his knee. He had back issues. I mean, he's just continually deteriorating. And I think that's a great word that you put to it. And the whole situation broke down. And ultimately, it came from, I would say, not wanting to compete. Because when Jalen Hurts came here, he kind of, I mean, to an extent, like pouted about it in some of his statements mm -hmm. and said he didn't want to compete. And Ultimately, now under Nick Sariani, if you don't want to compete, you're not going to be in Philadelphia. So once yeah. Doug Peterson had departed, I think it was finally etched in stone what was going to happen. To get that value of a conditional first, which isn't looking too likely unless there is some sort of miracle in the recovery process, mm -hmm. still getting a second-round pick for him in this year's draft and next year's draft is going to be huge because under this young team in Jalen Hurts, which now to the second point of your question, do I think he's ready to play in the NFL? That's what we're going to figure out throughout this season. And it could go one of two ways. It could go the Mitch Trubisky route, where mm -hmm. in a couple of years you're thinking, oh man, this really isn't the guy and we need to figure this out. And it could be in 2022 that you address that or it could go the Josh Allen route. Not saying he has the upside of it, but how you build a roster, much like Josh Allen in Buffalo, much like Kyler Murray in Arizona, where you can now, with all this ammunition, know that you have a quarterback in this league and then go look to maybe in the draft address that and get him more playmakers or make a move like DeAndre Hopkins or a Stefan Diggs. This whole Devontae Adams discussion, if he were to depart Green Bay, Philadelphia should be right up there in the equation, having yep. so much ammunition, making a move like that to help out your young quarterback 
or you do what they did this year and add a guy like Devontae Smith, which will help the overall talent of this roster, the overall ability to evaluate Jalen Hurts. Do I believe he is a quarterback in this league? Being the 53rd overall pick, I do think he has a chance. Was he drafted to be the guy in Philly? Absolutely not. But is he going to get every chance to take this competition and run with it? 100%. Because nobody else on this roster presents a threat to him. Sure as heck ain't Joe Flacco. He's not getting on the field. He's only completing around 50% of his passes last year. And then Nick Mullins behind him is a serviceable backup and can take one or two games. But right now, Jalen Hurts... Hey, take the reins, as Nick Sariani said. We want to see him continue to do all the right things, which he has. He's put in the time in the offseason. He really is the guy that people are following in meetings. I want to see the kid succeed. He's a high-character individual who has gone through adversity and being benched at Alabama, having to go to Oklahoma. He yeah. said it in his press conference. He's now on his fourth play caller in the last four seasons. So, hey, power to him. If he could take this competition under a rookie head coach, a lot of new players, and look good, I'm not saying that he needs to go throw 4,500 yards, but if he throws 3,000 yards, maybe 20 touchdowns and 10 interceptions, and he runs for another 1,000 to 1,200, that's a successful season, and I really think you could build off of that. I want to see him succeed so you're not having to go back in time and having to evaluate the quarterback position again in 2022. I want to see how they can add to that offense and really make it an elite passing attack, which Jeffrey Lurie, the owner of the team, has made clear that he wants this to be the vision of the team. Yeah, absolutely looking forward to seeing what Jalen Hurts can do on the football field, given the chance to be the guy from day one. Uh, the question now is going to be, is that going to be Philly or is that going to be Houston? Because, of course, mm-hmm. the Philadelphia Eagles tied to a ton of rumors surrounding Deshaun Watson and his future in the NFL and with the Houston Texans. Uh, not every day that a quarterback of, of this caliber and talent comes available via trade, especially as young as Deshaun Watson is. Of course, there is, you know, if, he, if he's the easy button, there is a very large box standing between anybody and hitting that easy button. And that, of course, is the are the allegations facing Deshaun Watson currently in civil court. Uh Let's stay away from that right now. Stay away from some of that conjecture. Just what do you think in general about the Deshaun Watson trade rumors? Uh, obviously, I think, you know, I feel like Jalen Hurts would probably be in that trade package being sent to Houston uh, in exchange there. Do you think that's a move that, you know, if if the Eagles have some sort of inside information behind the curtains information that Sean will be able to play in the near future, do you think that's a move that you want to see the Philadelphia Eagles make? Or do you think that maybe that ties them down too much to one guy and that they need to see what they have in Jalen Hurts before they go uh, a different route. I really believe you have to see what you have in Jalen Hurts using a second round pick on a quarterback. I mean, you have to see what your investment is at some point and Howie Roseman is an individual who will give more credit to players that he drafted high. If you look at a guy like JJ Arthago Whiteside, there's a chance that he gets cut this year, but there's also the chance that because he was a second round pick, Howie Roseman gives him additional life. And he's been known to do that, but we will see. But at the quarterback position, Jalen Hurts needs at least a full season of evaluation before you can make a change. And especially to the degree of what the discussion of Deshaun is with his off field issues coming to Philadelphia in a market where the media is known to just get after players. I don't know if that would be the best decision to take a match and throw it in a field of dry hay. I really don't think that would work out well, but the Eagles have been in these discussions and 
have been one of the teams that has been tied to a guy like Deshaun Watson. I read an article, I think it was from Peter King the other day, that said if Aaron Rodgers were to move on next year, that the Eagles should be right up there in the discussions. And there have been talks in that building that that could be plausible. What this means ultimately is they're always looking to address at the most, they're always looking to upgrade rather at the most important position in football at any given time. So if they see that Jalen goes out there and he is, let's say an Alex Smith type of quarterback, which in mm. Washington, you know, of very well that he is a, he's going to manage you to win some games, but he isn't an over the top quarterback and a player in scouting, which a, a player you win because of, and only a player that you win with, they will definitely look to upgrade there, whether it's in the draft next year, which has some high upside guys, Sam Howell, Spencer Rattler, you can list off a bunch right now, or if it's a via a trade and the discussion I had with using those two first round picks and a second round pick next year to trade for a wide receiver. It might be trading for a quarterback if Jalen Hurts doesn't seem to work out. But Howie Roseman will always have his optionality open, having the ammunition to address any position at any given time, especially under a young roster where you have cap flexibility going into 2022 now that you got out from Carson Wentz's massive deal in 2021. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. And, and of course, uh, entering a new season, new chances for everybody. Hopefully Jalen Hurts gets that opportunity in Philadelphia. But he's going to have some new faces around him as well, some new teammates of the new arrivals to Philly for the 2021 season. Which ones do you think are going to be the most impactful offense or defense for this Eagles organization? Absolutely. I would say on offense, a player, we know Devontae Smith. I think that's kind of a given. And once he comes back healthy from this little bit of a, a knee knock that he got, he should be good to go and the connection mm -hmm. should be there. But if you're looking at a guy that maybe you haven't heard of, I'll equate him to a player that you have heard of in Washington. And Kenny Gainwell coming out of Memphis is very similar to what Antonio Gibson is for yeah. Washington. He's a running back who does more receiving than he really does out of the backfield. He is a guy that is explosive. He's getting a ton of reps in special team in the return game. Out of the backfield, they're talking about running this 21 speed type of personnel where Miles Sanders and Kenny Gainwell are in the backfield. So what they did this offseason was address their lack of athleticism. And by getting a player in Kenneth Gainwell, who in Memphis, if you look at their running back uh, draft record in the last five years, it's been excellent. So adding a player out of that type of mold, which is built for the modern modern day NFL where receive, uh, running backs have to be receiving and a running threat, yeah. Kenny Gainwell is going to come into this offense and be one of the best friends of Jalen Hurts, in my opinion. And then if you look at the defensive side of the ball, there are a lot of guys that they added, but I think the most recent addition of Steven Nelson – it is a big name, and I, I think it's a big addition as well because the discussion for the last however months since the season ended has been who's going to be the number two guy outside of Darius Slay. Yeah. And if Slay goes down, they're one injury away from being right back to where they were in 2020, 2019, all the way back to 2011 after they lose Asante Samuel. They're now sitting in a situation where they have – the best tandem at outside cornerback that I have seen in nearly a decade in Philadelphia. And that's not a hyperbole. They have been that poor outside at the cornerback position. And you cannot go into this season when Washington has Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin 
and Diami Brown. And Dallas has CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper. Then you look to the Giants adding Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Toney. They were going to get boat raced every single game if they did not address that position. So now with Steven Nelson, it drops everybody else down the roster and it allows a better competition at that third corner, that nickel corner position where a lot of those guys who were competing for the outside position will now be able to go into their natural slot cornerback position, which is wide open right now after losing nickel Roby Coleman and Craven LeBlanc this offseason. So Steven Nelson, he helps out that defense in a big way. He is the best number two we have seen in some time. And Darius Slay and him should help this team win a few games this season. And in a division where we have seen Eagles receivers get burned time and time again, and I think back. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. When Deshaun Jackson went there a few years ago, how many times the cornerbacks just put their arms up and said, how did this guy get behind us? I don't think that's going to happen as often as it has in the past here in 2021 due to having Steven Nelson in this defense. Uh, of course, a whole lot of other uh, new additions. You've already touched on Devontae Smith, the uh, Heisman Trophy wide receiver mm-hmm. out of Alabama. And, of course, Kenneth Gainwell, one of my favorite picks of this entire draft, running back out of Memphis. But they got some other good talent as well in round two uh, for our listeners who who weren't tracking the Eagles draft hall. Uh, second round, they got Landon Dickerson, the offensive lineman out of Alabama. In round three, Mil- Milton Williams, the defensive tackle out of Louisiana Tech. Zach McPherson, cornerback out of Texas Tech in round four. I've, I've seen a few murmurs who think that maybe he can compete to really get some meaningful snaps in that that defensive backfield as well this season. And, and the sixth round, Marlon Tuipilotu, I'm not sure if I said that correctly, defensive tackle out of USC. Teron Jackson, defensive end out of Coastal Carolina. Jacoby Stevens, linebacker out of LSU, all sixth round. Then the seventh round, more linebacker and defensive depth. Patrick Johnson, linebacker out of Tulane. So outside of Smith, outside of even Gainwell, since you already talked about them, who stands out from the crowd there? Is there a pick you, you just absolutely fall in love with, or is there a pick you absolutely just want to throw in the trash? Honestly, I look at this draft, and it is really one that I think they, in the last two drafts, hit it out of the park, especially with their depth. When you look at drafting a guy in Teron Jackson, who was one of my favorite players in this draft, getting him that late and then adding on another high-quality pass rusher in uh, Patrick Johnson out of Tulane, both individuals who play a very similar position but do it in two different manners, is huge, especially after getting a guy in Milton Williams who is the talk of camp right now. They were saying that this guy, who is the size of Fletcher Cox, was playing stand-up defensive end today in some of the team drills. Mm. So you look at a player who is a three-tech coming out of college. He has a high athletic profile. His uh, relative athletic score was through the roof for that position. Somebody that 
for many draft pundits was one of the highest uh, rated picks they had in the third round. I believe that at that position on the defensive line where they look to get after the quarterback. And if you look at what Indy did last year, where Jonathan Gannon, our current defensive coordinator came from, and he also came from a Mike Zimmer defense when he was in Minnesota, two defenses that love to get after the quarterback, love to apply pressure. Milton Williams being your fourth option at the interior defensive line, I think that is going to hit home not just this year where they can just continue to kill you with defensive depth after defensive depth where they're sending eight, nine guys at you all game long. In two to three years when you're making hard decisions on if you have to move on from Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave, Milton Williams is the heir apparent there. And what everybody is saying about him out of camp it really is impressive what that guy can do. And a lot of people that didn't know his name said it wasn't the greatest pick. I believe it's probably one of the top picks that they've had. And Zach McPherson right behind him, that cornerback conversation that I had, I believe he'll be right in there to be the third or fourth guy on the depth chart because he's been making pass breakup after pass breakup all camp long. So hats off to Howie Roseman and what he did in the draft this year. I think it's going to play large margins, not just for this year, but for the future. And then Landon Dickerson hasn't been in camp just because he's been injured. But I mean, they drafted him for a reason. He is going to be the guy that takes over for Jason Kelsey. So a lot of looking towards the future with Mm -hmm. these past two drafts, but at the same time, they address a very big role in a new offense and defensive scheme and even special teams. There's a lot of guys that are going to make this team just because of their familiarity with the coaching staff in guys like Eric Wilson and Anthony Harris, who come from Jonathan Gannon when he was in Minnesota, a lot of guys who are going to make it due to their athleticism. A guy like Jason Huntley uh, traded him from Detroit two years ago uh, for a fifth round pick. He has been explosive in camp. They're just fun to watch. Now they're not going to be, an elephant out on that team where they're slow and plotting. They're going to be a cheetah where they have a lot of guys that are just going, 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 and it's going to be a lot more fun to watch them. Not saying they're going to win double digit games. Me and Lou pegged them right around with Vegas and BetOnline.ag has them at around six and a half games. We're saying they're a six to seven wing team, but they're going to put up a lot more points than they did last year. And their defense should be able to hold teams much more than they have in the past two years. Some high praise indeed for some names that a lot of Washington football team fans probably don't know. And and now you have a reason to be even more excited to watch preseason football getting kicked off this weekend, this weekend uh, as well. This episode of Locked on Washington football team podcast brought to you in part by Built Bar with nine delicious flavors. Any Built Bar fan knows their favorites and they're proud of them. You can choose from coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, and limited release flavor from time to time if you don't know what your favorite is get yourself a mix box you'll get two of the of the nine standard flavors try them all figure out which one you like the best not only are built bar flavors the best tasting but they're healthy too most of these flavors have 17 grams of protein while packing just 130 calories only four grams of sugar and only four grams of net carbs order yours today and get your raspberry mint brownie whatever you want or that mix box go to built.com use the promo code lock 15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, that's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Dave Harrison, Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast, joined by Gino Camilleri, one of the hosts of the Locked On Eagles Podcast. Find him on Twitter at GC underscore 24 football. And Gino, we talked about a lot of things. Philadelphia Eagles, obviously, that's why you're here. But let's let's turn it around a little bit and get your thoughts on the 2021 Washington football team. You kind of talked about the additions of some of the weapons. Ryan Fitzpatrick as a quarterback. Some people are are excited. Some people are kind of down on that decision. Some people thought they should have traded up and gone after like a Justin Fields type of guy or something like that. How do you look at what Ron Rivera is doing in the nation's capital with this franchise and and what do you expect from the team moving forward in 2021? I say it every year for the past, I've said it every year for the past two years rather, and Lou and I both have said it, that every time Washington made a pick in these last two drafts, we just had to tip our cap to them. They were picking a lot of the guys that we had pegged for Philadelphia, playing the style of football that we wanted them to play on offense and defense. When you look at a player in Antonio Gibson, I think the sky is the limit for that kid. I think he is the closest comparison to Elvin Kamara and Christian Mm -hmm. McCaffrey and the next modern NFL running back that you could have. He was a player who converted to that position. I saw him at the Senior Bowl when he was arguably the best man in that group, and Mm -hmm. he barely even played running back that season at Memphis. A player who I believe can be a, a slot weapon and really blow the doors off at defense. Logan Thomas was one of the top guys I wanted the Eagles to sign last year. He gets that extension, and it looks like he's Fitzpatrick's favorite target so far in camp. And then you add the other guys like Curtis Samuel and the rest of their explosive wide receivers, which we saw the past couple years. I really believe that Washington is headed in an upward trajectory on that offense. Offensive lineup. Eric Flowers is always a guy I kind of look at and say that's who you could go after, but they're going to hold their own as always. When you go to the defense, I really do not want to go up against this defense this year. I I cannot (laughs) believe how they just continue to get deeper and continue to get better. And I talk about the depth of the Eagles on the defensive line. I put Washington right at like a one B in this division with how much depth they have there. And as much as I wasn't the biggest Montez Sweat fan coming out of that draft, it doesn't matter when he's not the number one option. He is a guy who is a 1B edge rusher sitting behind, oh, Chase Young, who's a generational type talent. And then you look at what they have on the interior. Their linebackers are great. Their cornerback core is always solid. Jimmy Moreland could be the steal of that draft in the seventh round. He should have been pegged way higher than that. I think the Washington football team has a very, very good chance to repeat this division. I think they have a coach in Ron Rivera who is built to lead that type of team, a hardworking team, a young team, having a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick as kind of his his wingman and his his first mate to lead that offense now and kind of spread that message of what they have to do to be a great football team. 
it's going to be fun to see what Washington can do. And uh, I think a season split between these two teams could absolutely happen, but I believe they're going to be two fun games with two quarterbacks that we don't really know what you're going to get from them week to week. And if they're on their game, it's going to be fun, exciting football and two defenses that aren't going to make you breathe for 60 minutes. And Hey, may the best offensive and defensive line win in those two weeks, because we know that's what it's going to come down to in the NFC East trench battles every single week with these teams. And I can't wait to see football being played, especially between our two teams. It's the one team in the division that I really don't have to to bite my tongue on some things that I say. And I really believe that they're doing a lot of the right things in, in the NFL and they're a team to watch out for. Absolutely. A lot of excitement surrounding the team from within close to the team, inside the organization, then the fan base, of course. Uh, and Gino, last question for you here today. You already kind of mentioned expecting the Eagles to win about six or seven games. Uh, but the, 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 the thing that makes the NFL such a, such a great league to watch is, is the parity that they've been able to figure out as some other uh, sports leagues have, have struggled to create such parity. Uh, so nobody's out of it until they're really out of it. Where do you think that six to seven wins stacks the Philadelphia Eagles up in the NFC East this year? So I believe the NFC East, it's it's going to be one of those divisions that wins the the most one uh, one score victories. I would say so. Those game they're going to be close. They always are. It's one of the games that when you look at it and you think there's going to be a blowout, no, that's never going to happen. They're they're smash mouth football teams that can any given Sunday any team can win. I say the Eagles are slated to be third or fourth. I would say, but. If you're just looking at the division record, I think a three and three split could absolutely happen for this Eagles team. They really have been building to compete with this division in the last couple years after Howie Roseman has realized that they need speed. They need athleticism. They need corners that can run. They need receivers that can run. That 12 personnel experiment did not work. I believe they're moving in the right direction. This year is a clear rebuild year even though they have added a bunch of veterans on this team but you can't just be a team full of rookies or you'll be the 2016 Cleveland Browns so (laughs) they're going to be in football games because they have guys like Brandon Graham Ryan Kerrigan who are veterans who know what it takes to win games play 60 full minutes and I see them finishing 6 and 11 7 and 10 for that reason because they have these veterans on this team that will help push this youth forward I believe that they're going to be in games like big 12 matchups are where it's a 31 to 28 game and they win some of those games and they lose some of them. But right now on the trajectory of where you see teams in how they're going to compete for the playoffs, I put Dallas and Washington right at the top and then Mm. the giants and Eagles are behind them. I might put the giants just a little below them just because it seems right now in camp, a little bit of a mess from Mm. the, the New York giants camp. A little bit, little bit of drama going on there uh, with, with the Giants. Great stuff coming here as we catch up on all things Philadelphia Eagles. Gino Camilleri at GC underscore 24 football, one of the hosts of the Locked On Eagles podcast. Give them a follow, that link in uh, the show description if you need to find it there. Make sure you check out the Locked On Eagles podcast, guys. Again, if you're going to be smart about the team, you got to be smart about the enemy and the Philadelphia Eagles. Certainly one of those. Gino, great stuff from you. We appreciate you coming on. and look forward to talking to you again uh, ahead of week 15 and 17. Yeah, we got to wait a little bit, so it's nice that we had this uh, intro pod here to what will be going on the season, and we'll see who's competing for that division title, and uh, best of luck to Washington the rest of the way, and I, I really think that you guys have a, a bright future, Ed. All right, thanks, Gino. Appreciate you. 
right, guys, that's going to do it for the Locked On Washington football team podcast today here. David Harrison, again, on Twitter at DHarrison82. My co-host, Chris Russell, at WrestleMania621. The show is at LockedWFTPod. Now that you're finished with this episode, check out the Locked On Bets podcast. Betting doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. Until we speak again, if you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another, and thank you so much for joining me right here at the Locked On Washington football team podcast.